You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 121 of Teach Better Talk. I'm Ray Hewart, and as always, I am with my very serendipitous friend, Jeff Gargas. I like what you did there. I like what you did there. You like what I did there, Jeff? I do. Well, you know, with our amazing guest being obsessed with serendipity, I just felt like it was the perfect introduction to the most perfect episode. It really was. Um, really, really, really fun. So I, I'm not sure how I fall underneath serendipitous. Do I like happen by chance or whatever? Can't I just use a word and can't you not criticize me for five I'm seconds? I'm not criticizing. I'm trying to dig deeper into a lot of times you have some deeper, like a lot of times when I challenge you like that, you like rattle off why. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'll shut up. All I'm saying is I want Allison <laughs> to confirm for us that she has serendipity somewhere tattooed on her body because she yeah. is doing so much with that title. I just feel like it has to be I feel like somewhere. we missed a really good question that we should have asked in this episode. Uh, yeah, but I can confirm because we just saw her in person. It is not tattooed on her forehead. That, so I just can confirm. That's, that's true. It, it's not. Um, yeah. <laughs> this was a fun episode, though. It was really cool. Was so so I wanted to talk about something before we get into the episode. Something that I, I – something we do. We do this like here and there fairly often, but I, I don't know why I'm super excited about this one. Uh, but we do our Teach Better challenges on Twitter. It's I think we've we've kind of held off on them for a little bit because we had like a little event going on last weekend. But we've got another one coming up. So can you share with us what's coming with our new our, our November Teach Better challenge? Sort of what we can expect, what it is. Maybe someone who's listening doesn't know what I'm even talking about when I say Teach Better challenge. And they're like, Ray, what's a Teach Better challenge? I would love to update our <laughs> listeners and you, Jeff. We don't just do it on Twitter. That's so nine months ago. We now do it on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I am so nine months ago. You're so nine months ago. So we do our monthly Teach Better Challenge, and we did kind of make it a little different with our book release and with the Teach Better Conference. We did our challenges just slightly different, but now we're kind of back to our traditional ways of taking on a challenge with our network to really consider Teach Better and how they're applying those to their life. And to be honest, while I say we're going back to tradition, usually these Teach Better challenges are like three days of, you know, we pose a question every day and um, you grab it on your favorite social media platform and you respond to it using hashtag Teach Better. It's very easy. However, we are doing a seven-day Teach Better challenge for November. So I would say that we are really trying to exceed expectations this month. I, I think so. I'm really impressed. I think that's why maybe why I'm excited because it's seven days, but also it's like, you know, right around Thanksgiving. So I like turkey. So it kind of works out well for me. Yes, it is a full <laughs> Teach Better Challenge week during the week of Thanksgiving. So we are going Sunday to Saturday with a question a day. We'll be posting these on Facebook in our private Facebook group as well. We'll be posting them on Twitter. We'll be posting them on our Instagram stories. You'll be able to see the daily question, and hopefully you'll take some time to respond to it using the hashtag TeachBetter hashtag so that people can see your responses. And uh, it's all about being thankful because, you know, I don't know, we're thankful for a lot of things in life. And as teachers, it's good to reflect during the week of Thanksgiving and 
just enjoy Thanksgiving break with some good, meaningful time to be, you know, thankful. Ray, I'm thankful for you. Don't lie to our listeners. Come on. I'm not lying to our listeners. I'm lying to you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so I want to, can I, I want to pull one, I want to pull one of these out and make you answer it right now. How's that? Wait, no, I want to pick one and have you answer it. Oh, fine. Go ahead. Oh my gosh. Okay. Here we go. I'm I'm going to share out Monday's question because it starts on Sunday. Yeah. So this is Monday, like this Monday, like the, what, the 25th? Yeah. So this is start the 24th all week. So Monday, the 25th is who has influenced your career that you are most thankful for? And if you say me, our listeners are going to blush. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Matt White. Ooh, tell us more. Uh, so Matt White is the owner of, uh, he's got a lot of things going on. But if you go to mattwhitespeaks.com, you'll get a touch of everything like that. Or um, he, he's got a new thing that he's really going with that is be the superhero uh, for your for your clients and customers, so he does marketing. So prior to the Teach Better team, I worked with Matt on a whole 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 bunch of projects. We did a lot of marketing work together, and uh, we actually we talk we actually mention him. We actually acknowledge him in the the book because you know everything that we've done and we've built our team around is really just rooted in this stop selling, start helping mindset and matt literally wrote the book like there's a his book is stop selling start helping and and just so much of what we do and the way we look at are the people that we work with and the schools that we work with and stuff come from a lot of influence of of working with matt and just the way we connected now i consider him one of my, my best friends at this point so uh he is he was a huge i mean i have a lot of really awesome mentors but he was a definitely a huge one that i'm super super thankful for Well, I'm excited to read everyone's answer on Monday because I think that's a really powerful question that will allow a lot of people to amplify other people's stories just like you did. I love it. So here's what else I'm thankful for, Ray. What? This episode. Oh, I know. It was so good. (laughs) So Alice and Alice joined us early, early on for episode five. So like she was really one of the ones that helped us kick this whole thing out. We recorded with her before we even released. Like so we you know, we banked a whole bunch of recordings before we actually launched the podcast. So uh, this launched last her first episode launched last September 2018. So it was really cool. We got to connect with her in person for the first time uh, at the Teach Better conference. So it was really cool. And we talked about this in the episode that she not only helped us launch a podcast by being one of the first five people on the on the podcast, but she also helped us launch the first ever Teach Better conference. So she's just like, that's just how amazing she is. But super excited. It was really cool to have her on again. It's been a while. I think we're just a little bit better at our game on this podcast than we were back then. So we got to have a little more fun. I think we're a little more relaxed. It was really fun comparing. But later on, we compare her, her answers uh, for the six questions, what she answered back uh, on episode five compared to, to this episode, which is really cool and always fun to do. But Allison is a principal uh, 16 years now. She's up in Michigan. She also serves on the executive board of directors for the Michigan Elementary and Middle School Principals Association. Uh, she's a state and federal relations co-coordinator there. Uh, she's got an amazing blog called Serendipity in Education. She's authored a whole bunch of books. I'm going to try to remember them all. So The Path to Serendipity. Uh, she has a picture book, The Princess, uh, the the Princes of Serendip, and she's uh, another one called Through the Lens of Serendipity, helping others discover the best in themselves. And then she's got a new book that she talks about that I'm going to talk. I'm not going to say anything here. I'm going to let Allison talk about it in the uh, the episode. But she's got a new book that she's in the works with, and uh, it sounds really awesome. I love the personal connection she ties into it. And Ray, I think you can um, agree with me here and confirm for our listeners that. 
when you hear Allison on 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 any podcast, she's on a lot of podcasts, but when you hear her talk, you see her on a video, you read her blog, you read her blog, whatever, when you meet her in person, it's that's what you get. You get this just bubbly, awesome person who's just like you want to hug, you want to high five, and you want to be friends with. And I don't think either one of us could be just more honored to call her a friend at this point. Um, do you agree with that statement? Am I accurate? 1,000% true. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so, so much in this episode. I really love uh, what she touches on. I want to get right into it, Ray. Anything you want our listeners to really like think, think through or listen for specifically in this episode? No, I just think I the biggest thing I want to highlight is Allison's doing amazing things in education, both for teachers and for students. Mm-hmm. So make sure you check out all that she's doing because it's bigger than just supporting t-shirts, teachers. It's supporting all students, which is fabulous. All right. So let's get into episode 121 with Allison Apsey. Hey, everyone. It's Ray. We're going to get right back to the episode, but we have to talk about Mastery Chat real quick. Hashtag Mastery Chat is our conversation every single week over on Twitter happening Thursday nights at 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. I never thought a Twitter chat could be more intense, but holy cow, do I love Mastery Chat nights. Really rich discussion, educators from across the world, and I always leave with a new idea that I'm ready to use in my classroom Friday morning. Don't forget to mark your calendars for Thursday at 8 o'clock Eastern, and we will see you over on Twitter. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, we're here, and we are talking with Allison Amstein. Allison, you were here for episode five really, 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 really early on with us. Uh, helped us sort of kind of get this whole thing going. Now well, here we are, episode 121, about a year away, maybe longer longer than a year away since we recorded with you. Yeah, we probably recorded that almost, gosh, almost 14 months ago. That's awesome. Uh, and we just saw you like a weekend ago. So like we're like best friends in the whole wide world now. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm like Monday night tired. I don't know. It's different than Friday <laughs> night tired, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing great. I loved the Teach Better conference. It just like fueled my soul. Um, it was just such a special time. And I'm really proud that I was in like one of the first few episodes of the Teach Better podcast. Top 10 episodes, first 10 episodes, you're, well, your first five really. And you were at the first ever Teach Better conference. I think there's a pattern happening. There's a pattern. <laughs> when we need something to go right, Ray, we call Allison. That's, that's, right. that's what I think is going on here. And I guess I call you when I need something to go right. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Allison, I am confident that our listeners thoroughly enjoyed your episode five. However, it really was a long time ago. So we're going to start with the easy question of just getting you to introduce yourself and kind of describe all that you do. Being able to hang out with you last weekend, I know that it sure is a long list, but hopefully you'll be able to you know handle this with ease on a Monday afternoon after working a full day? <laughs> yes, I, I'm an elementary principal. I've been a principal, oh my gosh, forever. Like this is my 16th year and I've been a high school principal, a junior high principal, and now I'm an elementary principal and I love it. And I just laugh when I ask teachers like, hey, like, do you ever consider becoming a principal? And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not for me. Never. And I was the exact same way. And then like, look at me now, 16 years later, I'm still in the work and and loving the work. And it's not easy. But as we know, education is so rewarding. Um, 
I love kids, which I think is a prerequisite for every educator. Um, And I grew into absolutely loving leading adults and walking alongside them as we navigate the challenges and joys of being educators together. Uh, That's super cool. Uh, So 16 years. Uh, so we, you know, you've been on here, so you know we talk about failure a lot. We talked about it before outside of the podcast, and 16 years in there working with students, working with uh, other adults, and leading them and learning how to do that. You said you kind of like grew into it and stuff. So with growth, there's always a lot of failure. So I'm excited to have you share another story with us here. Uh, take us to a time that you've had a failure in your career. Tell us about what happened, how'd you overcome it, and what what'd you learn from that experience. Oh, gosh. You know, I have had lots of experience with failure. I'm always trying new things. So embedded in trying new things. And I'm like a jump in with, I'm a cannonball in, um, just like our girl, Tara Martin. I jump in with both feet and just give it a whirl. (laughs) And that comes with a lot of failure. Um, But I don't mind that kind of failure because that is great role modeling for staff at my school and for our students that were willing to take risks and try new things. Of course, calculated risks, right? I don't mm-hmm. like to look like an idiot all the time. But I don't mind once in a while. Um, but the the failures that I've had that like cut the deepest are when I've damaged relationships. And so often that damage comes when we make assumptions about each other and we fail to communicate. And I definitely had some failures like that in my past. And one of the best lessons I learned through those failures is that the world does not revolve around Alice and Apsy. Shocking. Like I know it was shocking to me to understand that, but not everybody is thinking about me and talking about me and worried about me all the time as much as I think they are. So understanding that everybody's got their own stuff and they're thinking about their own stuff. They're not obsessing over me helps me not take things personally. And I took, I was immature when I first became a teacher and and then even a principal. And I took things personally that just were not about me and caused some damage to relationships. So I definitely learned those lessons the hard way. Mm, Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's those failures that are connected relationships that I think are, are are for sure. I'm on the same page uh, are the hardest to, to deal with because I think they're the hardest to repair. Uh, but they really can teach you a lot about yourself and, and, and life. So I love the, the takeaway that you had there. So let's let's flip it now. Let's talk about a successful moment you had. Kind of take us there with you. This can be something big or something small, but tell us what happened. Why was it a success for you? And then what did you take away from that experience? Um, oh, like the idea that a book I wrote was going to be published was a huge success in so many different Ways, so many different layers. I love to write, and that people have an interest in reading what I write is super awesome. But it, it was confirmation that I have valuable ideas to share with the world, and I'm not unique or special. We, it, it, I truly believe we all have valuable ideas to share with each other, and we're all better for sharing those ideas. So it, it helped build up my confidence as a person and as an educator, but also my confidence in everyone around me and the value of their voices. So that was 
a huge, exciting success. That's a huge success. Plus the fact that you've published more books than just one since that point. (laughs) Yes, I know. It's like a a dream come true on top of a dream come true. Would you be able to share with us the books that you've published that all of our listeners should? I'm sure they've already read them, Allison, but in case they (laughs) haven't, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. (laughs) So the first book that I wrote is called The Path to Serendipity. And that book is um, really like kind of an introspective journey. And there's a lot of stories that I wrote from my personal life or just that I made up and lessons that I've learned or from really smart people who have taught me. And But the book is not about me when you're reading it. It's really about you and the connections that you make to the stories and to the lessons in your own journey. So then, so that was my first book. My second book is called The Princes of Serendip, and it's a picture book that's a retelling of the 16th century Persian tale called The Three Princes of Serendip, which is kind of like a folk tale and explains the origin of the word serendipity. And you're going to notice a pattern emerging here, um, especially when I share my third book is called The Lens of Serendipity, Helping Others Discover the Best in Themselves, Even When Life Has Shown Them Its Worst. And that's a, a trauma-informed book that highlights the idea that being trauma-informed and understanding the motivation behind others' behavior helps us help them live their most effective lives. Um, and then I have another book coming out. Yeah, this that- is a big announcement. Yes. Yeah, no kidding. Have, have you announced this to the world yet, or are we first? I haven't shared too much about it. I was, I'm kind of like... We'll, we'll pretend that we're first. We'll pretend we're first. <laughs> okay, you're the first. Um <laughs> So it's called The Serendipity Journal, and it is a middle grades realistic fiction chapter book that highlights some of the concepts that are embedded in my other books that are more for grownups, and, but relates them in that um, upper elementary grade level range, but through a compelling story. And it's got like some autobiographical parts. The main character's name is Kippoli. And she's called Kip in that my mom passed away in 2012 and her name was Kippoli, which is such a unique name. So I am just so excited to be able to like bring Kippoli kind of that, that character alive again and, and have my mom's legacy live on through her. So she has some of the characteristics of my mom and some not, but it's going to be. And so in the, the book, Kippoli, her family consists of three siblings, a sister and two brothers. So their names are Jill, Joe, and Jeff. And then Kippoli, like the odd duck out, like why would they name their one girl Kippoli and then Jill, Joe, and Jeff. But that's what my grandparents did. So those are my aunt that my aunt and my uncles and they're excited. <laughs> I think, I hope. I, I, I shared a little bit with them and said, I hope you don't mind because um, I make fun of them a little bit. They're good natured people. So I'm really excited. I got cover art today. That's exciting. Yes. And I have a 13 year old son and I also have a 17 year old son, but my 13 year old son has helped me all along the way in the journey with writing this book. And so it was fun to sit down and look at the, the cover samples with them and see what but he liked. Oh, I think that's so cool. Allison, I know that you already know this, but I use your children's book to uh, share with my sixth graders all the time 
for one of our units. And I want to make sure that I get a copy of your new book because this is just so fitting for the age group I teach. I cannot wait to introduce that to them. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what you think and what your students think. Oh, they're going to love it. I have no doubt. Well, obviously you've done a ton and even just the books alone. I mean, there was, I had a very cool moment. I don't even know that you were there, but I'm like standing at the Teach Better conference, looking at our author's corner and you have all three of your books. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like they're all so wonderful. And um, I'm so thrilled that you're able to be there at the conference and sign them for teachers. I was just so thrilled that teachers are getting getting their hands on that. You know, with everything that you're doing in education, I, I have no idea how you balance it, to be honest with you, because as a principal and all the things that you've done, but what really like fuels your fire? What keeps you excited about education and all these adventures that you're taking on? Oh, just like I love people <laughs> and I love, you know, honestly, whether it's children or adults, just helping them problem solve and feel strong and confident and and discover the best in themselves, just like the, the subtitle of Through the Lens of Serendipity. But one thing that we've been working really hard on at Quincy Elementary, where I'm the principal, is to develop a multi-tiered system of supports for student behavior. And so we've been focused on tier one, which is appropriate, right? Because we need to have a solid tier one before we can dive into um, tier two and tier three supports. But we've implemented a ton, like um, daily time for SEL and character education consistent expectations that are explicitly taught consistently throughout the school year, restorative practices. And then now we're focusing on developing a menu of tier two supports so that teachers have just a toolbox full of ideas and ready to go um, supports for students when they are having a struggle in, in one way or the other. So we are really excited about like the trauma-informed um, and multi-tiered system of support that we are implementing for student behavior. Absolutely. How did you guys start looking at that process? I'm sure we have a lot of listeners who have started looking at, you know, MTSS and all of the other elements that we can, you know, make sure our students are supported. What did you guys kind of start with in terms of tier one? Well, one of the things that was like spoke to us so loudly is we started talking about expectations within the school and then like we just posed a scenario and said, what would the expectation be? And the, re- the varying of responses from all the staff members was just eye-opening because we didn't have consistent expectations. And sometimes it was like really silly things like, do we allow students to go inside and use the bathroom when they're outside at recess? And some teachers were like, absolutely, yes. And some teachers were like, well, no, how can I keep track of them? No, how many students are in and where are they? Where are they? And um, so just developing we recognized that we needed to develop those consistent expectations. And we also recognize that students need explicit instruction in um, SEL and in character education. And so all of those things combined just drove this unified desire to implement MTSSB for behavior. Awesome. Yeah, our school has been working a lot on that. And it's been really fascinating for me because I've had a lot of involvement in the process, but it takes a long time, years and years to not only create clear communication with your staff, but clear expectations with the whole building. And that's just tier one, much less than developing systems for tier two and tier three. I hear you. And, you know, I think those years are well spent because then it's like, I didn't want it to be just my initiative. And then 
heaven forbid if if I you know moved to another school at any point in my career or anything that 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 would just die with me when when I move on. So I we want I wanted it to be um, you know something that we really collaboratively worked on, and that does take a lot of time. Yeah, absolutely. So, what type of advice do you give new teachers, whether they're you know starting their first job or maybe they're a few years into their career? I mean, you've obviously been able to do so much and impact so many students with the amazing things you've done. What advice do our teachers need to kind of stay on this path of success and progressive education? So, a couple things would be um, one, like relationships first, relationships last you know, whatever we can do to help build strong, positive relationships um, will not be wasted. None of that time would be wasted. So helping, I just watched um, Don Epp, a video that he created yesterday about valuing what students value. And, whoa, sorry, that's my dog. So, (laughs) back. So valuing what students value, building relationships. And then the second piece of advice I would have for a new educator would be, do not be afraid to ask for help. You are not expected to know how to solve all the problems or have all of the ideas or all of the answers. So observe other teachers, steal ideas, ask your principal for help solving problems. Because not only is that okay, it's actually inevitable. You will not know what to do and not have all the answers. So don't pretend that you do because you're afraid of looking like you don't know what you're doing. Because in some cases, you're just not going to know what you're doing because you haven't experienced it yet. So ask for help. That's a, a piece of advice I would have for, for every new educator. I love that. We've, we've, we've discussed that a couple of times on a few different episodes about new teachers trying to tell them, hey, you don't have to be, you don't have to be scared to ask for help. So I'm so glad that you push that. So if you're a new teacher and you're listening, this is 16 years here, principal telling you, ask for help. It's okay. I do want to go back there. We were talking about Don Epps. I do want to give Don a shout out. So can you tell us about the video that you said that you saw where he was talking? What was he saying in that video? So Don Epps does these incredible Facebook live videos all the time. And mm-hmm. and I think it was yesterday that he did a Facebook live video and it was talking about, you know, being this, I'm, you know, in my 21st year as an educator and do I feel like that generational gap is causing um, a rift in like relationships with students? And Don was saying, no, because here's why. I value what they value. And I let them know that I value what they value. And that's huge. So like, for instance, I grew up as a University of Michigan fan through and through. My whole family w- were U of M fans. but. Somehow, my son, when he was like seven years old, became a diehard Michigan State fan. So guess what I am now? Michigan State fan. I am a diehard Michigan State (laughs) fan. Like, I don't even like U of M anymore. Me neither. We have to to value (laughs) what our students value. And even if it's like Minecraft or something that we don't understand, Mm -hmm. you know, just making sure that we know that we value they know that we value them enough to get to know what's important to them. Yeah, it was a uh, shout out to CJ Reynolds who touched on this. I just heard him talking. I think it might have been on one of the podcasts where he did at the conference, but the way he phrased it, I thought was really great. He said, he said, the kids aren't changing. We're just getting older. We're the ones who get older. 
He's like, you have, you have the same kids every year. Yeah, they're different, but like they're still kids. They're the same age. So you're getting older. That's why the gap's there. So you have to work at it to 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 like to get involved with what they're involved with, to learn about it so that you can value it. So, you know, he talked about he's probably the only 42-year-old who doesn't still live with his parents that plays Fortnite every night. He's trying <laughs> to make sure he knows what's going on. Um, right. Jeremy Wrinkle, who's an awesome teacher out in Indiana and guest blogs for, uh, for us over at teachbetter.com, just did a post on TikTok. He started using TikTok. And he's getting like crazy views as students all throughout the hall, kids who don't even have him are commenting on his TikTok videos because that's where they're at. And he did it just to try and test it out and see if that's what would work. And he's being able to build, uh, he feels like he's building strong relationships right now. And he's having this this different level of connection because they're like, they're realizing that he's putting some time and effort into be where they're at and to, to get to know where they are. So like appreciating what they are into is that's huge. That's awesome advice. I didn't even know CJ Reynolds before the conference. Like that was like one of the best things about teach better is meeting CJ and, um, you know, checking him out on YouTube and learning from him. He's pretty remarkable. I went to a session too. Yeah. He's, he is amazing. If you don't follow real rap with Reynolds, uh, a real rap Reynolds, you should do that. So very cool. All right. So Allison, you've done pretty good for your second time around here on Teach Better Talk. Am I saying the same things? I don't know because I actually looked back. So here, I looked back at episode five. And if you go look at episode five and check out the notes, I didn't take as detailed notes. I just kind of listed like Allison's failure, Allison's success, that that. But this next one, the six questions here, I do have those. So I am going to compare them. Don't look. You're not allowed to cheat. Okay. <laughs> I'm just curious. There is no wrong answer. I just, I'm just curious because I like to see like if the tech tool changes. Uh, obviously, the book's typically going to change. I like to see if you shout out the same people and stuff like that. So it's just, it's just curiosity for me. So we're going to go through these and then we're going to recap what you did on episode five. How's that? Okay, let's do it. All right, let's Ready. go. So what is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? I make videos all the time at school and my lapel microphone for my iPhone is something I cannot live without because... I just clip it on student shirts and I can elevate the voices of even our quietest students in our weekly announcement videos. And I absolutely love it. Like my little young fives peanuts who talk like they're whispering all the time. <laughs> like you can hear them loud and clear with that lapel microphone. It's amazing. Uh, give us a book you're reading right now. I'm reading America's First Daughter and it's about Patsy Jefferson, who is Thomas, was Thomas Jefferson's daughter. And it's fascinating. Who do we need to follow on Twitter or Instagram today? Well, you probably already follow these people because they're amazing. But Tamara Letter, she wrote the book Passion for Kindness and just shares her sunshiny spirit and ideas for spreading kindness. Um, I absolutely love her. I'm actually rooming with her for um, DVC Pirate Con in June. Nice. I'm so excited about that. And then John Winstrom is a Michigan principal. And he is from the other side of the state for me. He's from the east side of the state. But he is just a remarkable guy. And um, he writes a blog and posts it every week. So he's a great person to follow. And then Hans. How do we say Hans's last name? Apple. Are you sure? Really? Yes, I think Ray's right. Ray's right. Okay. Ray's usually oh, right. <laughs> hopefully Hans is listening. He can yell at us and make sure we're doing it right. So It is because I thought it was weird. I'm like, no way is that spelling Apple. It is. It is. You're right. It's Apple. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I remember that from our episode. He okay. and Jennifer did an awesome job at the conference, but go ahead. Oh go ahead, my Allison. Gosh, Why yes. should we follow Hans? Okay. We might as well follow Jennifer too, who is yeah. his wife. But Hans um, and Jennifer, their school produces a student-led podcast, and I was able to be a guest on 
their student-led podcast a few weeks ago. And it was just unbelievable. Like the way these kids prepared, the questions that they had, what they knew about me, their follow-up comments, the way they put together, you know, they, they do everything. They put together the graphics for advertising it. Um, it's so cool. And I would definitely recommend following him and just learning from his journey. Uh, give us a good YouTube channel or website for educators. Well, I wouldn't have said this and um, when I was on before because I didn't even know that CJ Reynolds was a, was a thing. Um, but <laughs> now that I know a- he's a thing, <laughs> I would recommend Real Rap with Reynolds. I've been yeah. um, binging on some of his videos. And um, one of the things that I loved about his presentation is, well, it's called like Sprinkling a Little Magic. And I love the idea of just the little things that we can do to bring magic into the classroom. Like one of the simple ideas that he suggested was like playing some background music as students read poems or read their writing to classmates and how just that added a little bit of magic to the, the activity. So um, I would say real rap with Reynolds. Give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine every teacher should get into. I used to watch a motivational YouTube video every morning. Well, actually, I didn't watch it. I just listened to it. And one of the things that got me every time was they would say, enjoy the day. Tell yourself, I'm going to enjoy the day. And I tell myself that every morning because we all have this, like this long list of things that we have to get done. Or like I might have 12 meetings in a day. Well, that would be like a easy day, right? <laughs> Maybe 20. Um, and, you know, it, it can feel like drudgery. But if we convince ourselves every morning that we are going to enjoy the day and then just run through the schedule and look for like ways that I can bring joy to other people's lives. And so sometimes it's like sticking my fanny pack on with speakers and being in the rotunda in the morning or going out and playing at recess or making sure I bop around to every single classroom to greet teachers before the day starts. But there are ways to just stick little bits of joy in every day so that we can enjoy every single day. And what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? I have a um, sign on my desk that I'm sitting at right now that says, be you, not them. And the best piece of advice I've ever received, and I soak it up whenever I hear it, is don't try to be anyone else. Like they're already taken. There's only one you, and you have something special to offer the world. So be you. All right. Are you ready to review the the previous answers? I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> All right. Allison, do you think any of them are, are the same? Yeah, maybe one. All right. Well, here we go. So EdTech Tool back in, when was this published? This was published September 10th, 2018. Okay. Episode five. Your EdTech Tool was iMovie, which still connects. You make movies, so that makes sense. Uh, the book you were reading was Tattoos and the Heart by Father Gregory Boyle. Who to follow was Jeff Gargas, Ray Hewitt, Dave Burgess, Tara Martin, Adam Welcome, Amber Tiemann, and George Koros. You're one of the reasons we decided to limit it to three. <laughs> but uh, apparently Ray and I no longer make the cut, so that's where we're I at. figured I had already said you. <laughs> uh, your YouTube uh, channel was Allison's YouTube channel. <laughs> My daily own? Month- yes. Your daily, weekly, and monthly routine was look at your lesson plan for the day and identify what you are super excited about and what you view as really, really fun. And if there's nothing in there that seems fun to you, find something fun, which I still think is awesome routine. Uh, and the best piece of advice you've ever received was 
the world does not revolve around Allison Apsey. I know. I'm still like trying to convince myself of that. It's hard. So what I love about that is I was able to just read that off. So now that he's got double dose of, of oh, recommendations yes. from you. So <laughs> that was great. There was nothing left, nothing overlapped, but they all, they all still made sense. So really cool. So loving it. Is it weird that I still think the world revolves around Allison Epsi? Like I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I, yeah. I mean, she doesn't believe it, but we believe it. Well, our world, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Allison, meeting you in person at Teach Better Conference was so cool because I totally had this moment where I'm like, oh my god, she's as cool as she sounds on all the podcasts and live Facebook videos I see her on. Like, it was totally a moment getting to see you. You're just as smiley, energetic and authentic in person. And it's so fun to hang out with you. Right back at you. You were like, as as good as I thought you were going to be at just like life, I guess. <laughs> um, and better, right? Just like, and Jeff, you're okay. Yeah, you're okay, Jeff. <laughs> just I'll, kidding, take, I'll Jeff. take just okay. I'll take no, just no, okay. No, no, no. Just kidding. Yeah, you both were so amazing. I was going to say it was kind of, I was, I was with Ray, was like, oh my gosh, she's a real person. Look, there I she know. is. <laughs> she's really here. <laughs> well, Allison, I want to make sure our listeners are able to connect with you, hopefully virtually right now, but then someday, someday they'll meet you in person. Would you mind kind of sharing how they can get connected with you? Yeah, I mean, really all you have to know is how to spell my name. I just keep it simple everywhere. So I'm at Allison Apsey on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. My website and my blog is on it is allisonapsey.com. My YouTube channel, which is pretty amazing. CJ Reynolds hasn't like <laughs> shouted out to me yet, but I'm sure that's coming. It's um Allison Apsey. And then of course, like my books are available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and I think even like Target or Walmart.com. So yeah. And if you don't know, Allison is A-L-L-Y-S-O-N, and then it's A-P-S-E-Y. So you can find her everywhere on that. But just like always, I will include everything we talked about in this episode over in the show notes, including those important links for connecting with Allison and finding all of her books so you can go buy them all. Uh, that will all be over, as always, in the show notes. So go over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Uh, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and review, we'd really, really appreciate that. And then let's continue to take this one step further. Think of just three of your colleagues who need to hear these amazing stories and these amazing pieces of advice and share this podcast with them. Really appreciate that. Allison, it was so fun to bring you back on after over a year ago being on here, helping us kick this thing off, helping us kick off the first ever Teach Better conference. We're so excited that we get to meet you in person. Super excited to see you again in June at uh, DBC PyroCon. I hope somehow we can figure out a way to see you before then. But if not, at least we're going to see you in sunny San Diego. Yeah, maybe. Are we doing like a Friendsgiving in Chicago or something I saw? Let's do I, it. I did, I did see that. When's that happening? I, gotta I don't know. I'm thinking not within the next like two weeks. Let's figure it out. Well, if you're if you're not too busy around, you know, uh, December 14th, 15th, 16th, uh, Ray and I are going to be over at the Impact Conference in Minnesota, Minneapolis. Mm. So we're going to be hanging out there if you want to come out. Oh, anyone listening can do this as well. <laughs> but regardless, super, it was so awesome to meet you. So great to have you back on. Super excited about the new book coming out. And we'll be sure to push that out as soon as that is released as well. Allison, just thank you so much for coming back on and hanging out with us again. And congratulations on the Teach Better book and the conference and all the um, amazing things you guys are doing. I'm so, so proud of you. Well, thank you. We appreciate all of that. And until next time, let's get out there and let's teach better. Mm -hmm.